What is tapping? I generally put between five and ten hours into each podcast episode, except when it's a Nat Chats with. Those tend to take much longer to edit, because they generally start out close to two hours, and I try to get them down to about one hour. When I listen to podcasts, I personally like short podcast episodes when it's one person, and when it's two or more, I generally want a full hour. I tell you that because I've lost track of how much time I've spent on this episode. I'm new to what I'm telling you about. Not the concept, but the actual falling into the rabbit hole of tapping. The reason I'm so in awe is because of how simple it is and how immediately effective. So before I dive in, I just want to suggest you start listening to podcasts on tapping as soon as possible. The tapping solution is a great place to start. You do have to just kind of get past the intro where you hear this woman's voice inviting you into the podcast, but talking to you like you're a tiny child. If you're familiar with my podcast, you know I have an obsession with intonation and speaking to people with respect. And so that's why I have such a hard time with that intro. Don't let it put you off. In the last couple of weeks, when I say I'm learning about tapping, people immediately question the word I'm saying. They're sure they heard me wrong because they think they should know what it means when I say, have you heard of tapping? So I usually say next, tapping with your fingertips, because there aren't a lot of synonyms for tapping to explain it. Yeah, you heard me right. Tapping. EFT tapping is also what it gets called. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. And that's because tapping is a way to process emotions. I've also been finding myself explaining what processing is in this context too, because I like some things over-explained when I can't just accept simplicity. I found myself saying, what the freak is processing? So processing is a point worth understanding and over-explaining. Because when we have emotions, we don't tend to think in terms of releasing the emotions when you finish feeling them. And that right there, my friends, is why we have so many people who get into their 40s and fall apart, because we do not know about processing and letting go of emotions. In fact, even as I say that, what other ways are there for releasing felt emotions other than crying and getting counseling. If you ask me, Natalie, how do you process emotions? The only thing I can think to answer is, I cry. Does that mean I process? I don't know. Based on what I've been learning, which I'll get to, crying hasn't been mentioned. But with that question arriving, I've had a new thought. Maybe one of the reasons not a lot of processing happens with big feelings is that most people, me included, want to feel all the big feelings and cry all the ugly tears alone. That's not something I can do with someone around. So it makes sense that I went most of my life not processing big emotions because I wasn't actively saying, I need to find a place where I can be alone and cry hard. And now that I've learned more about tapping, I know I haven't cried and been tapping. How would I even know that was beneficial? Honestly, in my experience since I started tapping, 
I kind of think crying doesn't do as much as tapping does, since the benefits I felt from tapping are pretty immediate when I can't always say that about crying. So since I'm a novice with tapping and its extreme benefits I've already experienced, I thought I really needed to put together this episode so that I can share it. Let me also mention, before I get going, that you can put tapping apps on your phone to help guide you through how to tap and what to tap. The one I just downloaded, I found through the Tapping Solution podcast. It's their app. And what they say on the Get Started page is you have an average of 43% decrease in cortisol levels with tapping. And the reason I mentioned that as significant is because of a podcast episode I did in July 2020, Nat Chats with Dr. Michael Jones on Pain. That episode is about cortisol and the effect it has on our entire system. Dr. Michael Jones says that if we can reduce our stress by just 17%, we can reduce our cortisol by 10 times. You'll have to listen to that episode to get the context and source of those numbers. Cortisol directly impacts your pain, your sleep, your blood pressure, your muscle fat, collagen, organs, and every system in your body. It's the stress hormone we flood our bodies with every day as we insist on getting things done and going beyond our limits. The second episode I heard on The Tapping Solution was number 28 with Stacey Von Brock. She's the author of the book Injury Recovery, the Ultimate Injury and Trauma Recovery Program. In that episode, she said, we have 50 to 100 trillion cells in our body. Each of those cells have a million receptors that receive nutrients, minerals, and information to keep the cells in balance. Our hypothalamus produces chemicals that we experience as feelings and emotions. They flood the body and dock onto cell receptors made to receive and interpret emotions. And I quote, If our feelings aren't processed out of the body in a natural way, they will remain there in the cells, which will inhibit the uptake of proteins, vitamins, and minerals. Unquote. So you can understand that trauma and emotions not processed will settle and remain in cells even after the cause of the emotion has gone. So the more emotions you have settled in your cell receptors, the less your body can uptake vitamins, minerals, etc. And not just that, those emotions remain and cause their own problems in the cell. I love analogy. So I say, think of it like a bathtub. You can put a lot of water in a tub, but if you block the drain, there will be a point at which that tub is full and you will only have problems if you keep trying to put more into it. Let's take that analogy further. What if your body doesn't stop trying? Just like a bathtub already full of water. If you try to keep putting water into it, you will fill the bathtub with emotions and chemicals. You have to process and deal with all of your emotions, both chosen by you and that are an effect of an event or an injury. When we get injured, we have feelings about what's happening. Those feelings will settle in the injury, and if you don't know how to process them out, those feelings will remain in that part of the body. And that right there is why we benefit from tapping. Tapping 
is what you need to do if you don't get counseling or you don't emotionally process what you went through and felt. And maybe processing has to be a conscious thing. Maybe we are meant to tap. Maybe our body is built for it, but our lack of awareness has us just in habit mode, living one day at a time, rolling along, clueless. Which honestly is what we do until we have an issue that doctors can't fix. So we start doing research to fix it ourselves. That is when we step onto the path of being less clueless about our own bodies. In some ways, this is basic stuff. Stuff we don't know and don't think we need to know. Most of us think we're tough or act like we're tough, but that's just mentality. That's not what your cells need. Your toughness. Your cells can't benefit from thoughts like, I can take it. I'm strong. I'm a hard ass who doesn't need to be kind to my body. I know nobody would actually say that last one, but that's what we do. We don't consider kind to my body when we're running it into the ground. And then we complain about it not letting us run it further into the ground. I have friends that know I'm thinking of them when I say that. (laughs) Anger, fear, sadness, any emotion related to injury will settle at the injury. They are chemicals. This happens to every injury or surgery because cells have been traumatized by the event. And when there isn't an injury, are you processing emotions? As I said earlier, do we even rationally know what those words mean? Process emotions? I'm just going to throw this in off the cuff. The other day I decided that I would tap over something that I was feeling. I had a pretty severe headache and what I was feeling wasn't related to the headache. But I thought, I'm just going to do this anyway. These are my feelings. Can I benefit from speaking my feelings aloud while I tap. And all I'm going to say is miracles happen. Like, I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to tell you the details. I really want you to follow along with me tapping and just see how one minute it's one way and after tapping, it's another. Okay, so what are we doing when we're tapping? The answer is coming from me a novice to this world who's learning as she goes. And one of the best ways to tell you is to share what I experienced. I was learning that tapping and saying what you feel or felt, depending if you're dealing with something old or new, is very basic. You speak feelings and you tap on parts of your body. Let's use an example of an old injury that you still have pain from. You make a statement about how you felt at the time of the injury. When I was showing this to a friend, she stopped me and said, I want to be a positive person and make positive statements, not negative ones like how I felt back then when I was not in a good place. And I said, but this isn't us creating affirmations. This is us speaking the feelings that were felt. The goal here is to say out loud and process feelings while tapping on our body. This is not rocket science. This is shit like, I felt embarrassed when I fell and broke my nose. Or, I felt angry when I slid on black ice and crashed my car. That last example is a great one for me, because when that happened to me and I got whiplash, 
I had just paid off my vehicle the month before. So among all the feelings I had that come with crashing and getting hurt, I was upset that my car was paid off and wrecked. So anger was absolutely going to settle in my neck because that accident had me hitting the barrier twice and messing up my already messed up neck. I'm pretty sure somewhere in one of my podcasts, I have mentioned the first time I tapped. I had done it because I was trying to release blame because my father hitting us so much when we were children was what really messed up our necks. And my inability to heal from whiplash had me turning to a new emotion connected to my painful neck. Blame. And rationally, I know that blame is never going to serve me. So my first experience tapping was for the removal of blame, not pain. But also, let's acknowledge you probably have pain you don't remember feeling as a direct result of anything. Like no injury or event. You just hurt somewhere. Tapping doesn't have to have all your ducks in a row. That this is caused by this related to this in this order after this happened. No. What do you feel? What did you feel? You could tap through some feelings and end up experiencing less pain in a finger. It's not like you have to understand the details of anything. And that's going to be a hang-up for some people who always need reasons. I'm one of those people who need things over-explained. It's probably so annoying to be a close friend of mine if you don't like communication. So back to my friend saying she only wants to make positive statements. That's the tough guy stuff I was talking about. Yeah, we all take hard hits, but ignoring those hard hits and telling yourself you're going to be positive, while not just speaking your feelings, might mean you're only setting yourself up for problems. We speak it because the body knows what we're talking about when we address anything. In a way, your cells have a far better memory than you. It's like that bathtub. What you put in the tub is still there if it hasn't gone down the drain. It's almost not a matter of memory, because these emotions stuck in the cells aren't memories, they're chemicals. To further the bathtub example, yet again, pouring not just water into the bathtub, but a bunch of chemicals, they're going to sit there and spill out and create problems. Nothing just goes away on its own if ignored which is what most of us want to believe. So tapping isn't magic, even when it feels like that. Magic would be your body being able to hold all those emotions in and not get processed, but for you to be just fine. That would be magic. Something to remember in all this is that you don't have to admit a lack of control. Maybe the concept of this feels outside of your control issues. Try to set that down and not bring it to the table. This isn't about you understanding everything first. You don't have to understand what you feel, why you feel it, how long you felt it. The details don't even have to be part of this. You just have to access general feelings you have. And maybe as you go, you'll be able to address more and more specific feelings. Whether you do or don't doesn't matter though. Just be willing to have a go. Okay, so the actual tapping. 
we're using our fingertips most often. Sometimes the side of your hand, the flat of your hand, one finger or two, it doesn't really matter. What matters is where you tap, but not which side of the body, left or right, whichever you prefer. These points tend to get called by specific names, but because I like clarity, I'm going to describe those places in addition to their names. The karate chop point is where we start. It's the side of your hand, above your wrist, but below your pinky. It's actually the side of your palm. This is used for a setup statement. While tapping there, say, even though I have this problem, list the problem, I thoroughly love and accept myself. So to give a good universal example that we can all use, repeat after me while tapping the karate chop point. Even though I struggle to calm down and be chill, I thoroughly love and accept myself. Even though I struggle to calm down and be chill, I thoroughly love and accept myself. Keep tapping. Even though I struggle to calm down and be chill, I thoroughly love and accept myself. We say this because it's the inability to naturally feel that you accept yourself despite having the feeling that also keeps it stuck in place. You can even though statement all day, sticking something different in that spot every time. You can even say it generic and let's do this one three times also. Even though I have this pain, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. While you're tapping, even though I have this pain, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I have this pain, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. You probably noticed that I changed it from thoroughly to deeply and completely. Either way, it doesn't matter. The rest of the tapping is done in these places I'm now going to explain. When I say eyebrow, you tap on one eyebrow closest to the center. When you tap on side eye, you're at your temples, but a bit more toward the eye, more like on the socket bone. Under eye is tapping on the cheekbone, right under your eye socket. Nose is right under your nostrils. Chin is on the dip under your bottom lip, at the top of your actual chin. Collarbone is the center spot at the base of your neck, where your collarbones meet. Underarm is literally under your arm, but not your armpit, just below that, where your bra sits. It's kind of a torso tap on the sides of the top of your rib cage. Top of head. That one isn't really anywhere special. It's just the top. Wrists. You can tap inner wrists together on the side where your pulse is taken, like if you were clapping, but with your wrists. And the speed we're doing this with would be like this.
It's not super fast. It's not super slow. It's just tapping. You tap through those places with what you are feeling or felt in the past if you're dealing with something old. Again, it's just basic. Just speak what you would say to your best friend or what you think in your head, but don't normally say out loud. Or just statements about how you're feeling or what you would say if you wanted to vent. So let's go through some statements and tap together in the places I just explained. You will repeat after me. I will leave a break for you to do so. I've tried to think of generic things, but they might not apply to you. Feel free to change the sentence to say whatever you want. Eyebrow. I feel overwhelmed by work. Side eye. I feel stressed by all the things I have to finish. Under eye. I am annoyed by so many people calling me to fix their problems. Under nose. I'm exhausted. Chin. I want some time alone. Collarbone. I'm sick of feeling harassed by... Underarm. I'm angry that I'm expected to do things that aren't my responsibility. Wrists. I'm sad I can't help my best friend with her problem. Top of the head. I want to feel more in control of my life. Where it's related to pain specifically, you don't have to make a feeling statement. You can tap through these points and say what the pain is. I'll do it using my personal pain. Eyebrow. This pain in my neck and shoulder. Side eye. This pain deep in my neck and shoulder. Under eye. All this pain in my neck and shoulder. Under nose. I have too much pain in my neck and shoulder. Chin. This pain from my car accident. Collarbone. All this pain in my neck and shoulder. Underarm. All this pain. Wrists. This pain in my neck and shoulder. Top of the head. This pain I have in my neck and shoulder. Eyebrow. This pain. Under eye. I wonder what's really going on with my body. Under nose. I wonder if I can release this pain. Chin. It's safe to relax in my body. Collarbone. And release this pain. Underarm. Letting it go. Wrists. Letting it go. Top of head. Letting it all go. Take a deep breath. Always finish with a really good intake and exhale of breath. Then check in with that place on your body. How does it feel? And what else came up as you were doing that? 
something new to tap on maybe. Let's say that the emotion that came up was sadness. Tap on the karate chop point and say this. Even though I have all this sadness, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I am so sad, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Even though I have all this sadness, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Then you can go through the same sentence as you did with all this pain and instead say all this sadness. So let's do that. Eyebrow, this sadness. Side eye, this sadness I am feeling. Under eye, all this sadness. Under nose, I have so much sadness. Chin, this sadness I am feeling. Collarbone, all this sadness. Underarm, so much sadness. Wrists, this pang of sadness. Top of the head, this sadness I'm feeling. Eyebrow, this sadness. Side eye, I wonder what it's all about. Under eye, I wonder what's really going on with my body. Under nose, I wonder if I can release this sadness. Chin, it's safe to relax in my body. Collarbone, this sadness. Underarm, letting it go. Wrists, letting it go. Top of head, letting it all go. Take a deep breath. I feel like I've over-explained because of all the repetition, but I also hope you really understand how simple and basic it is. You just have to speak things aloud and tap. I got most of the things I've explained to you here from the Tapping Solution podcast and their YouTube channel. Episodes 28 and 29 was where I pulled some direct sentences. I also recommend episode 22 with Dr. Lissa Rankin, how toxic stress is on our body. Dr. Lissa Rankin is how I really got interested in tapping because of her TED Talk. The first one, Is There Scientific Proof We Can Heal Ourselves?, talks about the placebo effect. And if you aren't familiar with Joe Dispenza and his book, You Are the Placebo, you will find yourself amazed by your own powers of healing nobody told you that you had. So, there you go. A rabbit hole you might struggle to climb out of too because it's so interesting and makes you feel so much better. If you want to share any of your tapping experiences with me, please consider emailing me and I will put them in another tapping podcast episode. My email is natandchatpodcast at gmail.com. 
Nat and Chat is brought to you by seedsandcells.net.